With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammerdown Racing Report. He is not Ron I Miller. I am not. Thank goodness I am not Ron Miller. Ron Miller on a special assignment tonight. Right. Wearing a red hat. Actually, he said it was black. Cheering like a madman. Charlie Craw from uh, the ARCA Menard Series. Yes. Communications manager right. joining Propaganda us. Propaganda minister, okay. which is very apropos for tonight. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we'll be talking to, you're going to be guest host and the guest. Perfect. So I you love can it. interview yourself. Well, I, I've, you know, I'm very good at that. We'll be talking about uh, all the changes uh, coming to ARCA this year. Just um, a few. It's kind of like a reworking of things. But Just uh, a few. Try and sort that out. Uh, also, big news uh, late this afternoon, the American Ethanol Late Model Tour and Modified Tour announcing that they're ceasing operations. We'll talk about that yeah. a little bit later as well. Make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at Hammer Reports or uh, like us on Facebook. You can actually follow us on YouTube, too. Can you? Hammer subscribe to the channel. You can. There's There actually are a few subscribers on there. I, I feel bad because I'm neglecting them half the time but yeah that is my least used social media channel i've got lots of cool racing videos up there but i never promote it and never tell people to subscribe i always forget about it it's a hidden gem it is uh but make sure to uh, follow us on that we'll monitor the uh, facebook live comments as we normally do we'll have how many coming up later on tonight uh last week's how many a little spoiler here uh, if you didn't listen to last week's show i don't know if you followed the, the how many thing uh, last week we did how many times was Ron going to mention where he is, where well last week where he was going to be this week, and uh, very surprising uh, number we came zero. It's a very surprising <laughs> number we came up with. So uh, wait, where is he? I wonder. Hmm. I oh, uh, Flagman from uh, Oakshade Raceway says uh, you're much better looking. I'm way better looking. Much better looking. Way a little more hair than Ron he's for a, now. He's a dude though. So it's I, all right. Okay. I'll take it. You're cool with that? Compliments, compliment, man. Uh, make sure to give Ron Miller Race Cars a call, even though he's not here. 734-856-7223. Call him right now, actually. Do it. Uh, we that, should give out his cell phone number. He, that's on the answering machine if you call the 734-856-7223. 419. <laughs> it's like 0100. That's all 279-0100. Call him right now. And tell him the Hammer Down Racing Report sent, sent you. Charlie. From <laughs> there, there you go. Ask him about uh, gift cards, uh, tires, uh, anything you need. For your can get car. a gift card at Ron Miller yeah. Race Cars. Yeah. You can. Probably not as uh, prevalent now that the uh, holidays have a passed. A one hundred dollar gift card for fender repair, or tires, or tires. Okay. Whatever you need, safety belts, some welding, uh, welding, or if you have, uh, he's got he does weird projects too. He does like uh, like horseshoes, really weird, but like uh, horseshoes or something. Like if you wanted horseshoes welded to your. Right, because he was around when horseshoes were still used. Aren't they still used? 
I don't know. Well, I mean, like, pre- like inside I, of I gotcha, tires, I gotcha. right? <laughs> okay, then. Let's uh, delve right into uh, some of the racing action uh, from the past week or so. Not much going on around here. Obviously. Not a whole heck of a lot. Uh, Tulsa shootout, though. Yeah. That, uh, how many heat races did they run? I don't know how many heat races, but over four days, there were 318 races. Isn't that insane? That's a lot of races. There were something like 1,300 entries. There's a lot of, a lot of people there. Wow. And the cool thing about it is, is they give out the same trophy for those in the feature events that the Chili Bowl winner gets, the Golden Driller trophies. It's very cool. And the Chili Bowl coming up uh, next week. Coming up week next week, starting on and Monday. A lot of people are going to be there. Right. Uh it's all your ARCA article. We'll talk about that, about some uh, ARCA, ARCA ties. Guys, right. A uh, lot of ARCA spice in that chili bowl there. That was, yeah. Uh-huh. I see what you did Headline there. writer. Uh, <laughs> former guest Anton Hernandez, uh, he was entered in three classes of the Tulsa shootout. Uh, he started eighth in the uh, outlaw winged micro feature, but faded to 18th. Finished there in the non-wing outlaw micros. He started ninth. In the B main and finished 12th, not good enough to transfer him to A. In the 600cc non-wing micros, he started 17th in the A and finished 12th. Local driver Creed Keminal of Alveda, Ohio, Chad Keminal's son, finished 9th in the 600cc winged micro C main. Uh, let's see who else we have here. Uh, Jade uh, Avedisian <laughs> from Clovis, California. Uh, was uh, the A main winner in the restricted wing micros? Emerson Axum from Franklin, Indiana, in the outlaw winged micros. Brady Bacon, yeah, Brady, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, in the outlaw now wing micros. Kyle Spence of uh, Bear, Delaware. So I, R. he was the winner of the six hundred season. From from micros. time to time, whenever my schedule allows, I do a little spotting. In the USAC Silver Crown Division for my friends Bob and Janice East. Brady Bacon is their driver. And uh, we teamed up for a big 50-lap victory down at the Four Crown Nationals earlier in the year. My first my first uh-huh. win as a spotter. So I was really happy to see Brady get that win. So what, what, Very uh, good dude. What's your cut of the, uh, the first? Zero percent, but... <laughs> it's all about the pride, right? Okay. All about the pride. Did you at least get you, get down to get your picture taken? I did. Okay. I did. Yeah, yeah. That's first cool. first ever win as a spotter. Speaking huh? of uh, USAC, Anton Hernandez is going to be running uh, the USAC Midgets. Very cool. I believe that's what it was. Very cool. Uh, Alex Bright from Collegeville, Pennsylvania, was the winner of the 600 non-wing micros. Chad Dugan from Gaber, Iowa, uh, was the winner in the mini mods. Jet Barnes, winner in junior sprints. Next up is the uh, six days of the Chili Bowl Nationals. Hmm. January 13th through the 18th. That's uh, Monday through Monday through Saturday. Saturday. And I, the only time I ever went to the Chili Bowl was back in 2002. That was the first year it was a three-day event. And I thought to myself, there's no way this can ever get any bigger. Is it just me, or does it seem like all these indoor races are, are getting it's, huge? I mean, it's, the NASCAR it, guys are coming really down Really incredible. The, the one thing that I don't want to see happen, just kind of as a purist and – you know, I understand saying this as as an employee 
uh, of of NASCAR and ARCA. That's and, right. I forgot. You work for I the... I work for the man now. Yes. But, you know, the one thing that I don't want to see happen to, to these types of events is I don't want them to be kind of like overly discovered by the masses. Yeah, I think it kind of takes tend, away from it. It takes away from it a little bit. The cool thing about the Chili Bowl is it's like this unknown, relatively unknown thing well, that, was. Only, that only the real hardcore racers are really into. It was almost really like into. the shootout. Right. Was. And then you had how many people in Right. But I, I still think it's going to stay kind of that real hardcore racer kind of thing. And I, I like the fact that you've got Ryan Newman and Ricky Stenhouse and Justin Allgaier and Alex Bowman and, you know, these guys, because not all those guys are going to make that a main, you know, that's kind of cool to me. You know, these are the best race car drivers in the world and they're not all going to make it. What do you think of uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals? With the, the late it's a pretty cool too. event. That is a really cool event. The, the unfortunate part of that is, Every year you get that story of someone gets their hauler stolen out of the parking lot there. I, Did that happen this year? I, forget, I didn't hear that I forget who it was. There was someone I remember who last out, year, the year before. Right. The, I forget who it was. Someone came outside and their, their tow rig was gone. <laughs> it's like, oh, geez. I need to do something about security. But that is a really neat deal. Um, you know, the, the important aspect to me is that you have to have a racetrack that you can race on. The cool thing about the Chili Bowl is it's a full quarter mile. Same thing with that Gateway Dirt Nationals, full quarter mile, big enough to get out there, and you can put some real race cars that can really race and a lot of fun. And they made the, a little bit of changes this year, too, to the track yep. because they kind of widened it yep. in the corners, and, and there was a lot of three-wide racing, Yep, maybe four. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It might not have been on purpose. Yeah. A lot of cars upside down. A <laughs> couple the of them. Progressive yeah. banking. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's it's an interesting deal. I would like to be able to attend the Gateway deal at some point in time. It, that is really cool. But uh, but that has the potential of becoming, you know, they keep adding more divisions right. and a lot more big names are coming in. Then, right. you know, that's going to come I think you'll see some sprint cars there before too long. I'm wondering. I don't know. That might be non-wing. I'm hoping non-wing. Because I, would I think, think the wing would be a little too right. fast for that little. Track. I think it, it might fly be too. Up into the stands. I think they might be too. But that would be pretty cool to get a, a sprint car invitational there because, yeah. you know, that area of the country has a has a lot of non-wing. You know, particularly Indiana. You know, that's not all that far away. You know, there's a lot of non-wing sprint cars in that neck of the woods. Uh, speaking of sprint cars, Buddy Kofoid, are you familiar with uh, yeah. this young driver? Yeah. Uh, he won his second and uh, third midget race. He's down in uh, New Zealand right yeah. now. Just uh, won uh, Saturday night by sweeping the Avon Insurance Brokers Sprint Car Gold Cup at <laughs> Ruapuna Speedway. Right. That's some New Zealand type name, Track. right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm guessing. You know, they've got a pretty... Uh, it's a very intense open wheel racing community down there. And that's, you know, what was it, last week you saw Kyle Larson who's on an incredible hot streak, come out of there with a black eye, you know, after was it, that. Was it Christopher Bell, who I think we reported last week, he uh, he had to... Had to leave. Had to leave because he had a, a tumble and... Uh, I think he got requested that I he... I think that was, he was asked nicely by Levine yeah. Family Racing that, hey, hey you may want to rethink this because yeah. we need you to race for us. Right. So, Daytona's coming up and... Yeah, it, it's really hard to... You know, it's really hard to make that call as a driver... Sometimes we got to take that out of the driver's hands. You know, racers want to race, mm -hmm. but sometimes uh, you know those owners who make that investment say, "Well, you know, yeah, we we need you back here." It's also, you know, you got to look at it as, uh, "Am I going to get more money from uh, running down under or uh, this uh, NASCAR deal here?" But the great thing about 
those racers is it's really not about the money at that's that true. point it's well, about yeah, the trophy which is great that's what we want but at the same time it's not like cherry picking though right, it's would not. you consider it cherry picking though for these guys to go run the uh, chili bowl nationals tony stewart to run uh, the rumble in fort wayne uh is, is that kind of cherry picking or is that more or do you look at it as more of an opportunity for the uh the homegrown guys to race with the the big names that's see that's how i'm going to choose to look at it back in the day when you and i were much younger men it was a long time. Um, it was not as long as for Ron. Unfor- right. Well, th- <laughs> back then it was Barney Oldfield. Right. Was but um, I thought it was horses. <laughs> it was the uh, Roman gladiators, probably. <laughs> there you go. But uh, you know, there were guys like you know Daryl Waltrip and Bobby Allison, and you know these were the superstars of the day. And and Daryl says, you know, we were barnstormers. You know, we weren't even on Cup weekends. We would qualify hop in a plane fly off somewhere and go run the asa show that night and then come back i think that's very important i think we need to find some of these superstar level drivers who are still willing to go out and race at local short tracks and right now the bulk of that racing is being done in that open wheel world that's where kyle larson and and Christopher Bell are going off to Kyle Busch from time to time. He'll he'll strap himself into one of those super late models that he owns, and he doesn't do it as frequently as he used to, but he'll, he'll still do it, and that's a good thing. That is a I very good gonna thing. I saw he's going to be uh, in the, the Rolex 24 at the yep. Daytona in yep. a couple weeks. Yep. and that's a very good thing. I think it's, it's good to be able to connect to – uh, local level race fans. Kyle Busch raced here at Slato Speedway a couple times back in the early part of the the 2010s, if I if I'm remembering correctly. And that's that's a very cool thing. Uh, you that's how you build those you know grassroots level relationships is is letting these people come and watch you up close. Uh, I'll tell you what the the deal that Tony Stewart does at the Rumble is, is fantastic. You know, he he makes himself available. You have a pit pass, you can walk up to Tony. He's he's not I hiding. I saw a lot of people on social media he's, that like, he's not hiding. Tony, Tony wait, waited for me or waited right. in line. He, he, he does didn't that. cut and, people off. In the one year that he was injured and couldn't race, he had a special deal upstairs where if you bought a ticket, you could go up and, and all you had to do is wait in line. You can go get your picture taken with him, get an autograph, you know, whatever you needed to do. That's very, very important. And and these guys, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, you know, even a guy like Kenny Wallace, who is retired from NASCAR, but Kenny barnstorms all across the country. He doesn't run like one particular division, one particular track. He goes off all over the country, and that's very important for for people to be able to connect locally. We don't well, have pr- enough of that. He primarily runs his modified, but he does. He does, he does but, some asphalt races. Right, goes but he's up not to tied to one particular no. modified no, series no. or something like that. And he that. quit his uh, job at uh, Fox Sports so 1. He or, could go or race. So he could do the, yep. the racing thing full-time. Yeah, yep. and it's very cool. We need more We need more of that. We really do. I agree. What do you think about uh, it? What's the difference? How do you compare You know, these big-name guys coming down to the Rumble or uh, the Chili Bowl or whatever? As uh, like the Cup guys dropping down running a, a truck race or the Xfinity Series, I would or much like rather they were coming and doing the Rumble. I would okay. much rather they were coming to a local short track because I think that's where we need, we need to build those relationships on the grassroots level. It would be so cool if on the Saturday night of the Michigan Cup race weekends, a couple of those guys drove the half an hour down to Oakshade. Don't even need to get in a race car. Just come down and sign some autographs. Hang out, sit in the grandstands. Build those connections. And I'll tell you what they'd do. They'd sell a ton of T-shirts to those people. They would. Does Crafton sell T-shirts? He He, comes out and runs his mod. He does. I I believe he does. And and that's the kind of stuff that you need is you need to build those. Because what's going to happen is you're going to sign that autograph for that kid 
at Oakshade Raceway. And he's going to say, you know what? I need to watch that next race that that guy's in because he's my buddy. And <laughs> that's how it works. That's, well, that's how it works. And a lot of that. Right. I'm, I'm Similar still, to that is uh, drivers that win a, a trophy, you know, give the kid a trophy. Right. And I am suddenly they're their fan for life. Still a fan of the Keselowski family because I stood oh, in line. I stood in line at Toledo Speedway when I was 10 years old and got an autograph from Bob Keselowski okay. after he won a 200-lap late model race. I was going to say, if you got a autograph from brad when you were 10 years <laughs> no, old no 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 but i do that I, would be interesting so the hat that i had bob autographed that night is bob from uh bob's rochester from rochester hills, hills. but the, the hat that is. he autographed that night so is madonna i i also had brad sign after he won the cup championship gary danielson also backup right. quarterback from the browns yeah that is right down the street for me it is also where uh that's right madonna is from rochester yeah. hills i think yeah. they all went to the same high school yeah, I went to that but, high but school. But that's that's how that you, was my high school. Is that right? That's where I graduated. Yeah, from. that's Rochester how, Adams. But that's how you that's how you build we those were Highlanders. I mean, how many other cup drivers started off racing locally somewhere or have that type of local tie? Very few of them do anymore, and that's that's a shame. We need to we need to rebuild that bridge to the grassroots fan. Well, now it's pretty much uh, if you have sponsorship money attached to you or somehow right. that's how you get a ride that's how you it's get not. a ride and it's usually that sponsorship money actually really is family money in some form or fashion so and what you're saying is if you have money you can <laughs> you possibly can. be a cup racer you can okay you can all right uh what other thing uh so that- you don't like that brad kozlowski comparison <laughs> i saw you i saw i'm you not grimace. a brad kozlowski i saw you grimace right a- right I'm not a big fan of him. Don't be jealous because he's he's not no, running, I'm, I'm kind of, running bombers no, at Oakshade. No, what hammer. it is is it, it kind of irritates me that he's from my same hometown right. and that he's like representative of it. And right. Like, I'm just going to bite my tongue. He could stuff. be Madonna. He's. Not, I mean, I don't hate him or anything. <laughs> right, he's just not it. my favorite guy. I get it. I get it. Uh, World of Outlaw Morton Buildings late models were in action. They kicked off their season yeah. this past weekend over at uh, Vado Speedway. In, uh, where is that, New Mexico? I believe so. Um, Chris Madden dominated Friday night, leading every lap of the uh, battle at the border. On Saturday, Ricky Weiss was able to pass Madden to take the win at Vado. Uh, Kate Dillard passed Brandon Shepard after a late race restart after a caution to take the $15,000 win on Hmm. Sunday at Vado. The series is off, uh, the World of Outlaws, that is, until uh, the Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia County Speedway. In uh, early February. February. And uh, big, uh, well, semi-big news out of the World of Outlaw late model camp. Did you hear about this this past week? Mm Mm-mm. You don't even know what I'm going to say. Bring it. Let me hear it. Uh, The World of Outlaw's Morton late model series will introduce the droop rule. Oh, actually, I did hear that. I am not a mechanical guy, but I read a story on this. It seems pretty straightforward as to what it is. But uh, starting at the Winter Nationals at Volusia Speedway Park in February, the uh, the droop roll was introduced last year by Ray Cook. I could have swear it was like a year before, but uh, Ray Cook in the Southern Nationals Late Model Series. Uh, basically, it's a chain that's attached to the chassis, runs straight down to the rear end at a designated place. I'm not sure where it's exactly right. designated, but it prevents the uh, left rear quarter panel and spoiler raising too high in the air. The droop roll will cut down on the amount of downforce and will keep the car closer to the ground to prevent other competitors from getting underneath that uh, left rear corner kind of submarining it yeah so so it's interesting and and i am i'm guessing something must have happened or they saw something at vado that so i'm not like gonna say that i'm roger slack's best friend in the world you know promoter down at eldora but roger and i chat quite a bit and 
one of the things that he says is there are there's one kind of race car that's more technologically advanced than a dirt late model, and that's a Formula One car. I, I I tend to agree with him. Those things are pretty trick, and when you see those things, as soon as you get on the gas, they jack up onto the Just, yeah onto the, the right rear. It's, it's, the whole thing moves. Rear end moves and forward and. Up. It's crazy, and they wouldn't do it if there wasn't a reason for it. You know, they they figured out that this it's you know makes you faster. Um, I kind of have this common sense thing in my brain that you know, I I just have a that looks stupid rule, and I think it kind of looks stupid. See, I, <laughs> I'm on the other side to an extent. Other if, if it's not too much i think it looks pretty cool I, I like that left rear Sometimes. tucking in underneath right. that fender and that back end getting up i mean like, man but, that guy's on it but man there's but if it, it's like ridiculous it goes four then, feet yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. okay so that looks stupid yeah. it's like a, a a nascar car that crab walks down the straightaway See, that that is something that, that bugs look, me where it it's looks going stupid. it's right. going sideways when but going the car straight is pointed straight but yeah. is actually 20 degrees sideways down the straightaway that looks stupid that so i, agree I would that would be on my that is outlawed because it actually looks stupid i just is that outlawed it's not okay well i mean it's, it should it, be in some ways it is but they always find the workaround to it you know it's so it's like okay so if we're all going to do it you know what's really the point you know once once it's been discovered by everybody you can kind of take it off the table and say yeah maybe we don't need to do that but well ron's been talking about for and all the the dirt late model guys we've had on the show over the past couple of years has been talking about you know we need to come up with rules because the the late dirt late models are becoming too aero right dependent and the racing isn't as exciting anymore right because especially at a place like eldora which yeah. is fast yeah you know yeah so. you know a place like but Oak with the shade. world of outlaws stepping up and actually implementing this rule, I think a lot of we'll see how it works out. I'm anything that takes arrow out of the equation, I think, is a good thing. We'll see how it works out. I hope I hope it works out the way that's intended because I really race fans well, generally racers will just they'll figure out a different will. way. They will, but that's, race fans don't buy tickets to come and watch an aerodynamic exercise. They want to okay. see the drivers go out there and knocking fenders racing. And, and racing side by side. We need to bring if it's. If it's going away because it's too aero dependent, we need to find a way to bring that back. And that's why there's been a lot of clamoring for more short tracks in NASCAR. There is. And that's, I also think, and in, in not to jump all around the spectrum here, but I think that's why, why you're seeing um, like pavement sprint cars. It, the, the resurgence is now in non-wing sprint cars. For years, it was all about the wings and all about going fast. Well, they've kind of figured out that non-wing sprint cars on pavement don't get really racy. So their movement is now to take that arrow out of it, and it's starting to come back. So I think that's a good thing. we got to find a way to get these cars racing once again, and I think we'll get more people in the grandstands everywhere. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, baby. Uh, Phoenix Raceway is changing its name back, which I'm happy about. This is yeah. This was something that's big on me, because every time I saw ISM Raceway, I'm like, what the hell Where is, is that? Where is that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the track formerly known as ISM Raceway for how many years? Two, two. years? Yeah, yeah. two will once again be known as uh, Phoenix International Re- Raceway or PR, PIR, right. not PRI, that's the Right, other something thing. else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, originally, the ISM Connect and Phoenix uh, Raceway entered into a 10-year agreement, but both parties mutually agreed to restructure their relationship, which included discontinuing the naming rates partnership. Yep. I'm not really sure. So I, I am completely understanding. I don't even know what ISM is, do you? Uh, it's a technology company. They they do all of the screens, oh, okay. uh, the video screens at at the 
um, former ISC racetracks, the NASCAR racetracks. Okay. Um, I'm, I totally understand why you'd want an Amy Wright sponsor. I mean, it's revenue. But I think it's but if hard. nobody knows what it is. It, it's, if no one knows what it is, it, it's also kind of hard for fans to connect to that. I think If it has a name like Ron Miller Race Cars, it says what it is in the name. Right. If it's ISM. But it's like Auto Club Speedway. Where, where's Auto Club Speedway? I don't know, that makes me think of like AAA or something. Right. Well, that's what it is. Oh, but, well, but, then see, but where is that? It's in California. Right. It is. Yeah. But if. But you it's know, been where, Auto Club for so where, many years. That's where's Lowe's that. Motor Speedway? Where's, you know, Infineon Raceway? You know, all of the ones that had a naming rights sponsor, you're kind of like, wait, where is that? Yeah. But, you, but you say Charlotte Motor Speedway, you know exactly what it is. Isn't you that say, Lowe's? It was. You say Sears Point, right? You know exactly where it is. So uh, it, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, the tracks really want that revenue, but it's – I think anytime you change the name of something that's got a 40-year, you know, equity built up with a, with a, a previous name, it's hard to do. Starting yeah, over. It is. It's like starting over. Uh, NASCAR announced on Tuesday new pit procedures for seven standalone Xfinity and Gander RV and outdoor truck series. Um, I believe it was uh, three and three of one three, and four of the other. I don't three remember in which, trucks, four in Xfinity. Yep. Uh, the change was made to smooth out logistics of Xfinity and truck series teams that use Cup Series pit crews by not requiring a, uh, a specialized crew. The teams will now have to use six of the eight man at the track. I just copied and pasted. Right. I should have so, so basically what's going to happen here is it's gonna NASCAR be like, will freeze the field yeah. when the caution comes out. If you choose to pit, you will leave pit road the order that you come down pit road. So you will not lose positions. What, cars what, that don't pit will start at the pit, front. Cars that don't pit will go to the front. Cars, cars that, that do, do pit, pit will stay within their position. Stay they came in, in those at. positions, and you will only be able to change two tires and add fuel. If you want to change four tires, you can. You need to make an additional pit stop, and that means you will then lose that track position. You and you're in go, that third group of you'll people be in with the that third group two pit right. stops. Right. That's so crazy. it's it's going to add a lot of strategy to this, which I think personally will make more, for much better racing. But it adds to more confusion. It's like how come they're not pitting like they normally right. do? Right. So I think what will to the end, casual fan. Right. But I think in practice this will be a lot I mean, easier I understand to understand why they're doing it, but it, but it will be a lot easier to understand when you see it. Isn't than this, when we try to explain it. Isn't this how the truck series used to So the truck series used to that, have a halftime similar? break. Yeah. And it was a little different. They would actually stop it at midway, and they would give you five minutes. You could do whatever you needed. You didn't have to have a pit crew. You change four tires. You could add fuel. You could make any adjustments. But that was really the only time you were going to pit. You could make a green flag pit stop for a tire if you needed it. But, again, yeah. you, you make any green flag pit stop at a short track, you're going to lose four laps. But So ARCA has done this. Is Arca's doing this? Arca too? Ha- did this last year oh, okay. at, at three races. We called it the modified live pit stop. We did it here at Toledo, and we did it at the two dirt tracks, and it worked fantastically. So it, it's it's no surprise NASCAR has kind of taken this, and they they of course have put their spin on it, which I expected them to do. But it, it's it's cool. I think it's going to mix up the field. You're going to have some comers and some goers because. Pit stops are gonna. You're gonna see some different strategy. You will see people take two. You'll see people take four. You'll see people try to stay out, and it's gonna mix things up. And that's and it won't really matter because you're gonna stay in the same position you came in. Right, right. For the most and, part, and really, all you'll have to do is is complete your pit work in a in a set 
time frame and you'll be able to keep that spot for for us for arca is that time is you have to stay on the lead lap if it once the pace car passes you then you go to the tail and you lose your your position but if if you make it back out without getting lapped you get your position back and it, it worked very very well and it made those races a little more interesting okay and and it makes for us those are some racetracks that you know maybe don't have a lot of room on pit road so it makes that a little safer pit road's a little more controlled but i think with the nascar situation is it's going to to save teams from renting you know the the big dollar pit crews matt says it's like uh, the dirt derby rules it, it, pretty close pretty close okay. yeah pretty close Again, if uh, you're just tuning in, Charlie Crawl joining us in the studio. He is our guest host and guest. Not Ron Miller. <laughs> not Ron Miller. Ron Miller has a previous engagement while well, he's wearing his black hat, not the red hat. All right. Um, <laughs> we'll be talking uh, ARCA here in just a little bit as uh, Charlie Crawl is a employee of yeah, NASCAR. Minister which is of Propaganda. ARCA, or, or otherwise known as Communications Manager. Right. Or Manager right, right, of right. Communications. I don't right. Um, Nashville uh, Fairway. Let's start our Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway officials have announced Scott Menlin, formerly of the American Athlete Late Model Tour, has uh, been named the GM of hmm. that Tennessee Speedway. So that's an interesting connection there. To, In December, to... <laughs> news came out that racing would continue at the facility after veteran race promoter Bob Sargent of Track Enterprises was uh, named leaseholder of the track. Right. There's been a lot of right. and we, uh, issues down there. Bob promotes track. a lot of races with us, okay. so we're, we're very familiar with him. He promotes, Is ARCA going to be going to uh, the So the ARCA East Series, ARCA okay. Menards East, will have a race at Nashville on May 2nd, I believe. So that's shortly before the uh, Toledo race. Yep, right before the Toledo race. So, uh, yeah, that's a very good thing. They had like 300 people come out to their, their informational meeting over the weekend, and that's great. Um you know, that is a, a very important historical venue. Uh, there are people in Nashville that are very supportive of that racetrack in, oh, yeah. in very important places. Isn't but then the, there's also people who aren't. Yeah, isn't the so, deal, didn't they build like a big soccer stadium well, or something? Well, they're going to. Is that what it is? They're going real to. Real close. And they're uh, like 20 feet away from yeah. the entrance. Um, the fairgrounds is being completely redeveloped. And they want to also redevelop the racetrack they want that racetrack to be a part of the the equation there they just need to get the right people in place i think bob is the right person to do the weekly type racing there i i really hope that smi uh, the, the smith family bruton smith's family and his son marcus i hope they are able to put together a deal to get some sort of nascar racing back there that would be a great place i think that's the ultimate goal that's the ultimate goal that would be a great place for yeah. the all-star race short tracks short yeah. track all-star race, non-points. All-star race. I think that would be really cool. Didn't they, they – most recently they had uh, – I guess it was the Bush Series at the time. Wasn't the Bush uh, so, Series racing so the, there? It was the Bush Series. Trucks like race there. the 90s maybe? Uh, 90s and into 2000. I was at so, the last truck race okay. there in 2000, and it was a great crowd. I mean, that's hard to believe it's been 20 years. But now, it was a great crowd. You now, know, and, do you know anything about Scott Menlin? Uh, only from from working with him in the okay. when he's been a part of the CRA ARCA CRA Super Series, I have been to some American Ethanol late model races, and it's very coincidental that that series shuts Isn't down <laughs> as as Scott um, transitions into the general manager down in Nashville. But they're very lucky to have him. He's done some pretty cool things with that American Ethanol tour. Um, it's a shame that that series isn't able to continue. I understand why it can't, 
But, so why uh, can't it? Obviously, I again, I mean, if you're just tuning the, in, they if, announced uh, earlier today, actually this afternoon, right. as a matter of fact, that uh, the American Ethanol Late Models and Modified Tour well, who's gonna run were it, ceasing operations right. immediately. Uh, originally, they started out with a five-year plan. They did the five years, and right. now well, they've just decided. Well, in Scott's absence, who would run it? Uh, well, they had, uh, what's his guy? The guy that's uh, at Berlin. We interviewed him uh, a few years ago. Who was Nick? Nick, yeah, Nick Rice. I mean, obviously yeah. he's got that deal now, but I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's the problem that you have, and also I think the have prob- they tried? To, I mean, was that maybe, even maybe, on the table maybe to they look did. for someone else? To maybe run? they did. I, and here's the thing that, just my personal opinion, and this isn't a shot at anybody, but sometimes I think we have too many touring series. <laughs> we just do, and it makes it really hard for racers to. It's you can't be two places at once, you know, and. You know, that was a really cool, and the really cool thing about the American Ethanol 8 Model Tour was it gave, it, it was another option that you could go and be competitive and you weren't necessarily racing Jonathan Davenport and Chris Ferguson and, you know, the 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 World of Outlaws guys, but you were still racing in a professional, well-run touring series that's the part that i'm going to miss is that it it, it does kind of take away purses as they well. did they did and it was it was very professionally run the cars all looked great uh they they put they did they put on a fantastic show but again i think sometimes everybody has this idea that they want to come and run a touring series and particularly in pavement racing it just fragments everything well and, and the series started out as just a Michigan right. series, and then over the years it's kind of broadened Ohio, out, and maybe Indiana, it kind of got spread yeah. too thin. And sometimes that does happen. And yeah. I was talking to another gentleman that's uh, kind of behind the scenes with them um, probably just a couple weeks ago, and he was saying, yeah, this uh, we're kind of pulling it back in for the schedule we're working on this year. We're going to stay probably Ohio, Indiana, uh, Michigan. Uh, things are great, and I kind of asked him about it today. He's like, man, I'm still floored by this. I mean, didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't see it coming. I, I don't think anybody did, but, you know, I think when you start to th- see... And he was saying that, uh, you know, he was comparing the ethanol series as like, uh, you know, you got your World of Outlaws, you got your Lucas Oil, eight miles, right. then it's American ethanol right. series it was, right there. It was, it was, like it was the, right there. It yeah. was. It was. And, and I mean, it, it, it is a shame, don't get me wrong, but I, again, I think you get a little fragmented sometimes, and you know, I, I don't think that we need to have 15 different touring series for dirt late models. You know, I, I think that, you know, we need to stop fragmenting those things because the problem is, and and um, Jonathan Davenport was talking about this today on his social media channels, everybody has their own ideas with rules. And, well, yeah. and what you run in the world of outlaws isn't the same as the Lucas Oil, and that's not the same as American Ethanol late models, which isn't the same as your weekly UMP dirt car late model deal. And every time you want to go somewhere else, you have to make a change. Well, we we actually need to stop that. And I made a, a point on, on Facebook with this today uh, in a Toledo Speedway late model discussion. We, we all need to really get together and come up with some – very simple common sense rules. A late model here should be a late model there. Wasn't should, that the whole point of UMP? That was way back in the day, back in 1984 when that started. That was the whole point, Bob and Memer. it worked. I remember, and it worked for a long time. And then everybody starts to kind of well, we let, we're going to use 99 percent of them, but we're going to make this one change because we think this is how it should be done. Well, eventually everybody starts doing that, and next thing you know, that dirt late model that used to be legal at Every racetrack in the country is now only legal at one. 
And we need to we need to undo that if at all possible, especially in the pavement world. The pavement world is so upside down with rules and and you know how many different types of pavement late models are there? I couldn't even tell you. Outlaw late little, models, template yeah. late models, uh, pro late models, late model sportsmen, late. late model stock, limited late models. It's crazy. All right, good. I, I thought I was losing my mind with it's all the different It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. A, a late model should be a late model. A street stock should be a street stock. A, a hobby stock should be a hobby stock. They should be legal at as many different racetracks as possible. That's what why dirt racing, it's especially sprint cars, that's why that is thriving so much right now is because you, that non-wing dirt sprint car that you race at Kokomo, you can race at gas city you can race it at paragon you can race it everywhere and you know i I see it happening in that dirt late model world as it's slowly becoming more and more like that pavement world and it's like look guys it didn't work here please Mm -hmm. don't do that please don't do that maybe you could uh set some rules for the uh, pavement late models i would love to (laughs) ckp right rules right crawl promotions right let's do it (laughs) i will i will tell you what when we talked about the Chili Bowl earlier, there's 340 something entries at the Chili Bowl, and and the reason why there are so many entries down there, there are seven rules for the Chili Bowl. Do you one know of the them, rules? I don't know all of them. I know all one seven of them. of them. One of them is you must have a left front tire. That's a rule. That's a, that's a rule. That's a rule. Okay. Like, okay. Somebody showed up with the ski one year, so they said we had to add. We have to add a rule to make sure that you have a left front tire. All right, so I, I, it's it's very simple. It's like one one sheet of paper. That's the rule book. That's how it needs to be. I talked to uh, Todd Cleaver, who used to be a, a NASCAR Truck Series driver. I, I I knew Todd 15 years ago, back when he was racing for Roush. I saw him up at our ARCA race at Madison last year, and I was talking to him a little bit about some of the racing that he's doing. He says, you know, the great thing about my Dirt Modified that I race up here is I show up, and it's me and one of my buddies. And it's great. We we sit around and we have a great time. I go out and race, and you know if I need to help help with something, he helps me. He helps me get it on the trailer. If I wanted to go and race my pavement late model, I could go and do it. I've got like access to a house, you know, left hander house car or whatever it was. I can go do that anytime I want. But if I do it, I need to bring eight guys just to get it through tech, and it's crazy. That reminds me of something we were talking about last week with tech. I don't remember what it was, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> uh, Attica Raceway Park announced uh, its season opener is going to be Friday, March 20th. They always start That's super That's very early. soon. That is, <laughs> is that the first day of spring or is it the first very day close. of the 21st? Very close. Yeah, and uh, usually has snow on the ground or something weird happens. This past uh, year was rain. For, for like, like a month. F- that was yeah. like three months. Uh, but their opener is going to have 410 sprints, UMP late models, and uh, 305 sprints. Uh, also announcing a pre- preliminary 2020 race schedule was the uh, Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series boss. And speaking of uh, non-wing yep. sprint cars, uh, they're going to have uh, a few races at Waynesfield. Are you familiar with? I the, love Waynesfield. Waynesfield's been what going a cool through. joint, man! Just uh, last year they kind of had a limited schedule. They did this year. They have at least three scheduled Good. already. They have uh, the boss series is going to be there on March 28th, May 24th, and July 2nd. Uh, Fremont has a few dates, May 2nd, June 13th, and August 8th, and Oakshade back on the schedule oh, for a second cool. consecutive year. Uh, Sprint Cars Although, at Oakshade is a good show. Uh, August uh, 15th. I think that's about when we ran it, because it was originally supposed to be June 1st, and we got rained out or right. something. 
Yeah, I love Sprint Cars at Oakshade. Yeah, it went over pretty well. It was a pretty good crowd. Yeah, Waynesfield is a neat little joint. I haven't been there, but that's what If you've never been, it's literally carved out of a cornfield. And Helms it, has put a lot of money into very doing racy, some improvements. Very racy. I went to uh, an all-star sprint speed week show there a couple years ago and had just the greatest time. What a what a fun joint. Hmm. Very cool. Um, sounds like the uh, NASCAR next-gen car could uh, bring a lot of changes. That's uh, supposed to be coming out in 20, 2021. <laughs> yeah, next year. Uh, some of the bigger things are it's uh, rumored a V6 could uh, be eventually good it's it's uh, on the drawing board for sure car is also likely to feature hybrid technology something eventually something uh uh something is likely to charge the battery said battery would power an electric motor that acts as a uh, power boost similar right. to what indycar has kind of, well formula one currently it's like has a video it. game i gotta use right. my, my power right. boost so it, it basically would be they call it the the kinetic energy recovery system where the the energy from the braking system charges the battery um i don't know exactly how it's going to work I, i'm i'm as much of a purist as i am i think it's kind of cool because that's the way the technology cars of road, road cars is going and racing really thrives when manufacturers can take that technology from the racetrack to the street. So I think it's great. Um, well, my brother's been uh, on me to try and pressure Pam out at Oakshade to start <laughs> a uh, uh, an all-electric class mm-hmm. so he can race his Tesla out there. I think maybe four or five years from now when there's enough used Teslas, we could replace the Hornets with the... I've, what the, would you call the battery the, powered the whiners the whispers. the whispers there you go the, the whisper class that's right get rid of the hornets <laughs> and replace them with the whispers there you go uh 15 inch wheels will become 18 inch wheels yeah. six speed transmissions instead of the four independent rear suspension which is a huge change and i guess they're also talking about uh, the possibility of using a single lug instead of uh, the five kind of like a sports car sports type car, wheel, which car whatever i'm all four no, I mean, that's, that See, could be coming to a track near you in 2021. And from what I read, the reason they're they're doing this is trying to get it more in line with uh, production cars so are. that they could get more manufacturers and, and to And I think you'll in. see that. And like Honda's been rumored to be. I think one of the cool things about this is, so we're using technology in many forms that dates back to the 1960s. This technology has been scienced out. Like, it's very predictable. There's not a lot of failures there's not a lot of engine failures there's not a lot of suspension failures it's really bulletproof and i think when you make a massive change like that it's going to bring a lot of unpredictability back into this sport that hasn't been there since the 1980s or 1990s and i'm kind of excited about that you know i think that's pretty interesting i think having uh, all new suspension setups is is exciting to me those notebooks that go back 30 years yeah, toss throw them, them out toss them it's gonna be cool it'll be like starting over yep i hope so um and now uh transferring transitioning into uh some arca stuff and i'll uh, talk mm. to you about the the arca 2020 series right. and schedules uh we were, I mentioned this uh, earlier in the show that many of the uh many of the drivers uh, running the Chili Bowl next week have Arca success on their resume. It's going to be uh, 
competing yeah. last week, including, like you said, uh, 2016 champ Chase Briscoe, Kyle Larson, AJ Fike, Justin Allgaier, Christopher Bell, Ricky Stenhouse, and I stopped with the list. Right, it right, just right, kept going. right. It's pretty exhaustive. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't realize all oh, these guys also did head to all that Arca yep, success, too. Yep, yep. Some champions. Uh, Allgaier and Briscoe are champions. A lot of people don't remember that. Chris, you know, Christopher Bell is a three-time winner. Um, you know, Kyle Larson's won. In He's Arc- a three-time wait, three-time winner of Arca in of Arca races. He's also a three-time winner, Arca, three-time last, Chili Bowl. He's winner. the last three-time Chili yep. Bowl Chili Bowl winner. Yeah, and and he's beat head to head Kyle Larson every year. <laughs> head to head. Speaking of which, they right. both rolled over on their heads. Yeah, they did. Down under. Yeah, but it's okay. you know, it, it, I think that's really cool that that we you know, Arca's got a lot of these you know. And there's a lot of young uh, young yep. guns in there still. And, and I, I wish I could still take credit for for Kevin Swindell as a driver because Kevin dominated the Chili Bowl for a long time. Kevin's got a couple of ARCA wins as well. So you know, even though he's unable to, to continue his driving career, he's a pretty successful team owner, and I know he'll have a pretty competitive hot rod down there as well. So uh, it's always – those Swindell boys always bring the excitement to the Chili Bowl. I remember a couple of years ago – uh, Sammy got into a, a little fisticuff stuff down, down really? in the back pit area after a preliminary night heat race of all things, and it was like, yeah, I think the uh, the Sammy Swindell fan club meeting for tonight has been canceled. Who are you getting uh, fisticuffs with? I don't remember who it was. Paul Kuhn, Paul Kuhn, maybe I, f- I forget who it was, but it was it was pretty heated. All right, Sammy. <laughs> Sammy, he is very polarizing. You know, if you were either a Swindell fan or a Kinzer fan, and there were a lot, a lot of Kinzer fans back in the day, but Sammy is just—he's so dry. But that that tag that he uses on on Twitter is just fantastic. Still winning, still winning. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Charlie Crawl, manager of communications at uh, Arca. How long have you been working for Arca now? So I've, this is my. Third season, I started in uh, 2018 when uh, Don Radeball moved on. And was that before NASCAR purchased? It was Archer? right it was after. Right, okay. right after, and this is this will be my second full year. Um, you know, I've been around uh, Arca my entire life. You know, my grandparents worked for the Markhams back in the in the 1960s. Uh, the very first job I ever got paid to do in my life was selling Arca yearbooks. Uh, for my boss, Ron Drager, we were both a little younger back then, um, but yeah, he would pay me a five dollar bill. You know, I'd go out and sell those Arca yearbooks, and make five bucks as a, you know, nine or ten year old kid, which was fantastic. And, and uh, what'd you buy with that? I don't remember, but yeah. I'm sure it was something racing, candy, or you know, the Mid American Racing News or whatever. Next time I was at the races, but uh yeah it's it's this it's going to be an interesting season you know we've we've made some some pretty significant announcements before, before we get to the uh, specifics sure. about the different series i want to ask you who is the next big driver that's going to be coming out of the arca series who in your mind well who, who's the big name well for 2020 it's going to be haley deegan okay you know haley is a, a three-time she's winner. running the full series she's going to run the, the, the main she's going to run the full 20 race arca national you know menard series national tour uh, she's going to run with DGR Crosley, which is David Gilliland. And they it, switched to Ford, and, and so did she. And they switched to Ford, and she's a Ford development driver now. So that, that's going to be a lot of fun watching her. She's a three-time winner of, of the West Series, in the West Series. Um, she does not like to get pushed around. She's the pusher, you know, yeah. which is you don't have a lot of these 
female drivers who have shown that level of aggression. And some of these boys don't like it. And I think it's fantastic. So I'm looking forward to Haley is uh, she really is just a fantastically fun person. Her dad, X Games legend, comes to the racetrack and is just hangs out and is one of the guys. And I think that's awesome. So, um, you know, we have our on track autograph session at all those short track races. And she has by far. Her line was pretty the, long at the Toledo longest last year. lines, and it's just. But that was incredible. also her first uh, it was, Arca but, start. But that it? was like that every time she raced with us, and it's fantastic. She's great with the fans. She's got a great social media presence. She's great at the racetrack. Um, I, I think she. I, I think she could win a race. I really do. She has she's a good personality. She's too. got a good team behind her. You know, there has never been a female that's won. Shauna Robinson came close. Aaron Crocker came close. They both finished second. Did Decker ever come close? Natalie finished fifth. Okay. At, was that Daytona? At Daytona, you know, so it's not like... Is she going to be like her, though? I think uh, Decker may have been rushed through... Uh, I, I think you unfortunately up. might be right. I, I think Natalie is actually a very talented race car driver. I would have liked to have seen her get another year in ARCA before she made that leap to trucks. Um, she's a lot of fun, too. I, I don't know what her plans are for next year. If she would find a way back into the ARCA series, I personally would welcome it with open arms. Dean says she has no talent. A lot of people say that, but I disagree. Okay. I don't think you finished fifth at Daytona without any talent. No, she's about Haley. Oh, I disagree with that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Not surprising. I disagree with that, too. But, um, I I was just curious who the next So, one of the things that I I want people to to understand is that, you know, ARCA is that first step in the developmental ladder. All right. So, you're, you're not going to have the skill level. But she's coming from skill level. What was the K and N right. West series? West, right. So you're not going to have that polished skill yeah. level that Jimmy Johnson has. This there's a reason why you're racing. I don't like him either. Uh, I do. Jimmy's yeah. cool dude. I mean, he's he's talented. Um, I'm not going to argue that. But, it, but in any, like you know, pick your pick your cup driver, Kyle Larson. You know, you're not going to be that polished just yet. That's there's a reason why you're here and not there. Spurts. Right, you, you just need some experience, and I think that she's got the she's got the ability to be competitive at this level. Will she get an ARCA win this year? I hope so, and, and I think you're that, not willing to say yes. I, I'm, definitely. I'm not. I'm, I'm not okay. willing to say yes, but I hope so, and I and I think I think that'd be good for the series. It would be fantastic for us. I think that she's got the team. That's the one thing that uh, Natalie didn't necessarily have at that time. Oh, Dean she, Dean does say Natalie has talent. So Natalie had the team. She just didn't have the experience. She drove for the Venerinis, which obviously yeah. they, they are a pretty dominant force. Uh, I think when you pair Haley, who's got the experience and has the talent and the skill level, with DGR Crosley, which is a pretty good race team, uh, she's got the, the best shot of any female in the last 20 years to come out of here and, and win an ARCA show. All right. Well, let's move on and uh, give us a, a breakdown of uh, how – the Arca series has restructured, kind of taking over the KN series, right. and now there's three series. All called Arca and, Menard series. <laughs> yeah, so uh, go ahead and explain it to us. So, what was the Arca Menard series last year? Still in place. 20 races, 20 racetracks all across the country. We start at Daytona. We have a test this weekend, as a matter of fact. Uh, we start our season uh, on on January, or excuse me, February tenth, down at Daytona, just like we have since nineteen sixty four. That series is still in place and is relatively unchanged, other than a, a couple of race dates have been shuffled around. Same, uh, pretty much. Field will be there. Same. I mean, will all still be there. Chad Bryant Racing will still be there. Brad Smith will still be there. 
you know, same same competitors, same racetracks, same cars, everything. Um, what is different is we have now taken over the sanction of what was the NASCAR Canon Pro Series East and West, and that has been rebranded the Arca Menard Series East and West. Um, Not to be confused with the Arca Menard Series. Right. So that will be three separate series. We will still have the 20 race national champion. Why don't they call the main Arca Menard Series, Arca Menard Series National Tour? North, South, or Nat, yeah. <laughs> like the National Tour or sure. something like that. I, it would make a lot easier for a, for a lot okay. of people. I, I don't know. I, I'm they not, wanted to make your job more difficult as the communication They wanted to make it manager. easier for me, I think, uh-huh. right. But okay. um, I'm not in on those meetings, so gotcha. I, I don't know. But um, there will be the East and West. Um, I think the East will have eight standalone races. Toledo will be one of them. Berlin, Nashville, um, Bristol, Dover. Um, and i got to put you on the spot. What uh, what's the difference then for the Toledo Speedway, which has hosted over the years the main Arkham Menard series uh, series? Right. So, it, but now we can East. There's going to be a different field. I mean, we're hoping. I mean, it will be a little bit different. Likely, um, there will be teams that don't race the full Super Speedway portion of the schedule that will be there. The you know the the career quote career East series teams will be there. We're very hopeful that you will also see a lot of the the national tour teams come. So they can run. They these, certainly these, can. Okay. The, there, there's, there's no, no difference in the cars. And there, is there? There's no national series event going on that same there, day. So that's the cool part of what we're really trying to do here is we have really minimized the overlap the overlap on the we so i think we have 38 total races scheduled over 34 weekends there will be some that are on the same weekend but i don't think there are any on the same day um we really want to make it that if you want to run 38 races you can run 38 races Uh see i did not realize that right so uh you the, the difference will be that it will will not be on the 20 race national tour schedule it will be on the eight race so what, are, what would be the chances of like a Haley Deegan showing we're, up? We're very—I can't guarantee that she's going to be there just yet, but we're hopeful. Okay, um, we're hopeful. We, that's why we laid out the schedule the way that we did, so those teams will have the opportunity to come and and run as many races as they can. Um, it would be great if she was there, man. It really would. She—that's where she made her debut last year. Now, if she did that, that none of the she wouldn't get points towards anything. She other wouldn't than the get East points series, towards but. the national championship, but she would get points towards the East championship. So we will have even if she wasn't running right. the full thing. But just, we will okay. have a national tour champion, an East champion, a West champion, and then this is the cool part: is we've got the the Sioux Chief Showdown. I was going to ask you about that. So that right. is ten races, which is a part of the overall twenty race. See, and originally schedule. I thought this was like at the end of the season, but this is spread it's, out. It's through. spread out throughout. Okay. So the the first showdown race will be at Phoenix in May in March, <laughs> March, March, uh, and the final one will be at Memphis in October. So it will it will carry out throughout the whole entire season. That will bring national tour teams east teams and west teams together now are those points uh, point events for east They're west not or point national? events for east and west this is a separate point series but, of itself but it's a separate just like it was the the Sioux chief short track challenge was a separate championship within the overall championship last year same kind of deal it'll be a part of the overall 20 race deal but it will have a separate point fund like $150,000 point fund, which is pretty significant these days. I think we did the math on this. Those 10 showdown races, the overall 
point fund, purse money, bonus money, and owner plan money available just short of a million dollars. That's not bad for a 10 race short track, basically so short track. So it's all short series. tracks. Uh, I think Gateway is a 1.25 mile. Okay, so but it, that that's the biggest track on that on that portion of the schedule. So it's going to be very cool. I <laughs> think we're going to see some very impressive car counts. I think you'll see you know, a lot of the East teams will come and race those. A lot of the West teams will will come to some of them. And all of the, the regular Arkham and Art Series teams will be there. I think you'll see a lot of great competition. Um, and that point fund and that purse money is going to bring a lot of people to those. Do you know why they decided to rename the K&N East and West to Arca, kind of bring it all under the um, I, I Arca umbrella? I think that umbrella? what they really wanted to do is they wanted to – give the ARCA platform a little more credence and they wanted to to stabilize that platform a race car. Okay. They they were very close. Ninety five percent similar. So it was that five percent is, so is which, really hard. Which to, way did they go? Did they uh, the, change the K and N series? Little of both. Okay. Little of both. Everybody's so had to make some changes, but compromise. the compromise. That's right. The cars are now all the same. And I think what they wanted to do is they wanted to k- kind of rebrand that top level of grassroots racing as ARCA. Okay. You know, ARCA's been around since nineteen fifty three and it's been very closely aligned with NASCAR mm-hmm. f- from day one. You know, but even before ARCA started the Markhams, John and Mildred Markham, worked with the France family. I mean, their friendship dates back to the 40s. This, this, These two families have been very closely aligned for 70 years. You know, so, you know, when, when Jim France and Ron Drager put the deal together for ARCA to become a NASCAR property, you know, the Mr. France really had kind of had this in the back of his mind that he would like ARCA to be that platform. And I think it's cool. I think it's very cool to finally see ARCA out west. I think it's cool to see them up and down the eastern seaboard. Um, We're going to see them in Canada? Uh, boy, wouldn't is it be gonna cool? going to be, what's we, a Pinty, ARCA uh, Pinty series or whatever it, it is? It would be cool. It would be cool. It would be cool for us as the Arca Menard series to go to Jacasa. Or I don't know what to, that is. It's the 5 eighths mile. It used to be Cayuga Speedway. I've heard of that. It, it, it's a very cool joint a really cool joint it would be it would be neat to go up there it would now they, they kept the uh the dirt tracks on the they schedule did. so that's yep. that's definitely cool springfield that's, and ducoin back that, on the that's schedule. just for the national series just for right? the national series yep okay yep very cool but the, the whatever haley used to run in the the, the, west. the west used to have she so won they on ran one of the on dirt, dirt at las vegas so that's that's what that was so they right? we're gonna move and that, that was part of like a nascar weekend it was we're gonna move that to the bull ring not the dirt track but the bull ring at las vegas for next year so yeah the the east and west neither of those will have a standalone dirt track event of course those teams are more than welcome to come race with us anytime they want we'd love to have them at springfield and ducoin what about the possibility of a uh arca race at eldora never say never aren't the, the the dirt tracks they currently run they're the big they're the flat, one mile yeah. one mile flat like a horse track yeah you know but never say never i i know so you know like i said i'm not going to say i'm roger's best friend in the world but i do talk to him from time uh-huh. to time <laughs> i know that he talks to my boss I mean, mark Gundrum. don't you think it could be as big as the truck the truck's pretty well, huge at eldora. I, I think if it was going to happen it would be on part of that show I, again, I'm I'm just talking hypothetically here. I'm I'm okay. not breaking any news whatsoever. Breaking news: 2021 <laughs> right. ARCA. Right. Zeldora. I think it would be really cool. I do. I mean, I I have been a I never really started going to Eldora until about 2014. 
And, but and the, the races they run at DeCoin and, and the other dirt track, they're just oh, regular regular yeah, races. Right. It would be cool to kind of it, see oh, the so same would. format it as so the would. trucks do at Eldora. It so would. It would be so With cool. With the heat races and transferring it into the It would be feature. so cool. And and I think that that type of race car puts on a really good show at Eldora because mm-hmm. we have no business being there. That's the cool thing about yeah, it. That's, well, the that's trucks, the cool, yeah. Right. The trucks have no business being there. And I think that's what makes it such a cool show. And personally, as as someone, I, I get to announce a couple of races a year down at Eldora, um, including the truck weekend. Do you? It would, it would be fantastic. I, I would love tickets. it. Just let me know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. It, it would be fantastic. And, you know, just as a, as a fan of that racetrack, as a fan of – of ARCA, and in addition to being an employee, I'm a huge, obviously a huge fan of the series. I think it'd be great. It would be. It's a crown jewel racetrack. It's a crown jewel event. It would be awesome to be a part of it. I don't know if that's ever even been discussed. I do know from time to time Roger talks to my boss. Give Tony a call. I could. We can do it right now if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Did had Tony Stewart ever run any ARCA races? He has. He's won. Okay. He's, a, he's a former ARCA winner at Decoin. Okay. There yep. you go then. See? And it, it was funny, at the PRI trade show, I saw him shortcutting through our booth earlier this year. I said, listen, man, you can't do that. And he's like, wait, what? And then he realized it was me, and he's like, oh, come on, man. I said, here's the price you got to pay. You got to take a, take a picture with somebody. <laughs> Did I tell you I almost ran over him at uh, Millstream? Don't do that. Yeah, I, it, yeah wasn't, do it was that. shortly after that other issue that right, he had. Right, don't yeah. do that. So I, I, I <laughs> It my, wasn't intentional. Right, my claim to fame uh, back in, it's a very sad kind of a sad thing to think about now but in 2001 february of 2001 i almost got ran over by dale earnhardt in a yellow Jeez. yellow corvette in the infield at daytona yeah that's uh day of the truck race wow you know, two days two days before but yeah you're not paying attention yeah. <laughs> he was paying attention i wasn't uh so what uh what race are you most looking forward to uh this uh, on this our season? schedule yeah oh boy uh i'm looking forward to phoenix that's the first showdown race i think we're going to get a phenomenal not ism yep not ism phoenix Uh, i'm looking forward to salem which is the the first showdown race back here in the midwest i'm looking forward to the east races at uh, new smyrna and toledo and berlin i think those are going to be a ton of fun um i'm looking forward to going to watkins Glen, man i i've i was at the the well not the first but when they when nascar first started going back there in 1986 uh, I was there. I was at that race uh, with with Diegard, my family. That is a cool track. Such a cool joint, and um, had the 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 good fortune of being at Watkins Glen the day that they announced that we were going to race there back in September um, when we announced the schedule. Such a cool place. I'm looking forward to that. They run in the same configuration, right? That, uh, the cup, cup cars, cars, right? It'll be that Instead cup of weekend. The, the bigger track, not the boot. Yeah, I wish we'd run the boot. That'd what's be cool. That a, uh, you I'm could say, "What's that on the boot?" Yeah, right. Canadian. Right, right, right. right. Uh, I'm looking forward to those West races at Irwindale and in Douglas County and Evergreen. And now, are you going to be at all these races? I don't know how many of them I'm going to go to. It would be really cool to get to go out I to, mean, to Irwindale. Gonna, wouldn't and they pay for your transportation get out there because you're an employee of Arca. Would be great. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue with them. You know, wouldn't argue with them. <laughs> um, I don't know how many uh, of those East and West races we will go to. A, a lot of those people are still in place and from the K&N series, right? And okay. they will still uh, operate those events. Chris Wright, who was the series director, is still going to come and manage those races. There won't be a lot of changes to those events. Uh, I know we uh, almost guaranteed we'll be at Toledo, we'll be at Berlin, 
Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. There, there's more races than not that I'm. I mean, a lot of people don't look forward to Pocono. You know, odds oh, boring. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to Pocono. Pocono is a cool racetrack, and and to, to be there when they do that doubleheader. I was going to say, weekend, is, is Arca part of that? We are. We're, we're racing on Thursday. I just want to be a part of it. And I think there's it's a be, Friday and Saturday. Cup it's a race. Saturday Sunday Cup races. Sa- yeah. Friday trucks. Is the Xfinity series there? Xfinity, too? I think, races on Sunday before the Cup race. I think you're right. I think it's, that's, it's just going to be it's going to be insane. I'm, I'm just looking forward to be a part of that. Um, I'm looking. But typically, for, though, Poke, or I shouldn't say typically. It, they've it has been known to produce from some time kind of to time dull racing. Sometimes, so Sometimes. that could be a lot of dull but, racing. Hopefully, it's not. But but you know, when we race there, it's it's there's always some level of unpredictability there. Sometimes it's the weather. Sometimes yeah. it's pit strategy. I fog there a lot, right? It's just. But it is such a cool place, you know, and and the interesting I'm you know, I, I, I don't want to get too off topic there. But, you know, my family owned a, a NASCAR Cup Series team back in the day, you know, was very successful, won a lot of races, won a championship. You know, they won races at Pocono. So it's cool to be able to go back there and kind of go to the, you know, you, you kind of do a little bit of research and figure out where the pit stall was. And this is where Victory Lane used to be. And I just like to be able to go back and kind of retrace some of those steps from time to time too and i kind of feel bad for pocono they lost the uh, indycar series that's and, a bummer and now they're only one they have one weekend for for nascar but so. how cool is it they've got two cup races on consecutive days it is interesting I, we'll see I, how that works i am a very big believer in this i think it's going to work i think you're going to see a place like michigan this is again this is just charlie talking i think you're going to see a place like michigan go start to this. a podcast just charlie I talking i should i think michigan will try this I think doubleheader. Yeah, I think Dover will try this somewhere down the road. I think it. What makes, about Bristol? I don't know that Bristol would do it. I don't it, think Bristol needs it. I don't. Not right now, but I. It, it's possible. I. I. Bristol so, in the 1990s configuration of the track. Right. I think as we go, if tracks are going to hold two cup races a year, I think they will be on Doing the same, same weekend. weekend. I think they will. Then you and can get I think, more tracks on the schedule. So, so I think you'll get more tracks on the schedule that way, and I think you'll actually will have more off weekends as a result. Yeah, it's an you'll interesting have concept. More, yeah. You'll have more racing, less, less racing weekends. weekends, and I think that's what they would like to do. You could have 42 cup races a year and only be racing... 24. Well, 24 let's say 30 weekends a year. All right, we can say that. Yeah. All right, let's go back to our gear. I got one sure. last question for you there, and we got to kind of wrap things up. Uh, are there any more changes on the horizon that you could share with us that's coming to ARCA, maybe in the future? You know, I, I think all of the rejiggering we've done with the East and West and, and the rule book consolidation, I think that's enough. Kind of, I think that's, <laughs> I don't want to say enough, but I think that just getting to this point, that, that's been where all of our energy has been going into for the last 18 months. And take the next year and kind of see how it all I, works I think out. that we're going to give it a little time to see how this works. But the I think what you will see is this is where you will see those pit stop procedures. Now that we are a full-blown NASCAR property, I think that they will introduce, because this is kind of a low-pressure environment to see if it works or not. I think you'll see some of those experimental type procedures used more uh, with us before they're introduced on the national side of things. Um, I don't know that there's any real earth shattering changes that are going to come. I, I don't think you will see that new generation race car 
it's, used I'm here. assuming this structure is a, a long-term plan with the right. east and west of the nation. Right. I, I think what they would really like to do is, you, you know, it, it's no secret that that the racing industry overall has kind of been in a, in a lull. You know, they were way up here 20 years ago, and, you know, we're kind of down here right now. Well, they want to get back up there. So we're going to really work on kind of refortifying this grassroots level. Um, we'd like to rebuild that car count and get, you know, 30 teams showing up each and every week again. And I think this this what they've done with the Chief showdown is going to really fortify those races. Uh, we need to find a way to, to kind of rebuild that on the super speedway portion of the schedule. Um I think consolidating that rule book is going to encourage some of those east and west teams to come and race Daytona and and Phoenix. So you think this is going to help for, with overall, bigger fields? Overall, across? I think it will. Overall, I think it will. I know just even last year at uh, Toledo at the ARCA race, I noticed there was what, only like 18, 18 cars. cars. And, and we, we understand we need more than that. Yeah. You know, it's just. Well, it was only a few years ago. It was like. 35. Almost 30, right, yeah. Right, 35. We started 35 okay. there three, four years ago. You know, really? it's okay. it's a tough time in, in every level of motorsports right now. It's it's not just ARCA. It's it's trucks. It's IndyCar. It's yeah. IMSA. You know, it's there are very few racing series that have an overabundance of race cars right now. It's it's just where we're at as an industry. And, um, you know, I, I, I like the direction that we're going. I, I like this east-west thing. I like the showdown. I like the fact that we've got the composite body, that we've got the Ilmore engine that that really levels the playing field. You know, you know you're going to show up. You show up with an Ilmore engine, you're not going to get out horsepowered. You've got exactly what the Venerinis have. You've got exactly what Chad Bryant has. You need that power boost button, though. Right, 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 right. Well, you know, that's what the that's driver next, is. Next year, right? That's what the driver's there for, right? Oh, okay. So. That's what the front bumper's for. Oh man, I love it. I, I wish, <laughs> I wish they still ran those old chrome bumpers. You know. So when's uh, Arca season start? You said December, February, February tenth. Daytona is February tenth. We February have our our, our test is this weekend. So if you want to follow along with that, it starts tomorrow at nine o'clock. Now, will we see any east or west drivers at, a couple. at Daytona? There's a couple on, there the, any... on the testing roster. There's a couple. I mean, in the race, are, I hope are they, so. I hope there's so. nothing that would prevent nothing them from, that prevents okay. them from doing it. I wasn't um, sure if there was rules that kept so, them out. And then uh, the East Series season, we will have the the twenty race National Tour Series schedule. Will start uh, February tenth at Daytona. That's a Saturday. The East Series will start the next Monday on the twelfth mm-hmm. down at New Smyrna. Monday oh. night, part of the the uh, World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to that one, man. I, I am. I, I love New Smyrna Speedway. So cool. So uh, it's going to be a very busy month from uh, from now February until usually February usually is yep. pretty busy. So. I mean, you got Architest this week, Chili Bowl next week. I think you take a week off, then you've got the Rolex 24, and then you take another week off for the Super Bowl, and then we go stock car racing down at Daytona. So it's going to be pretty pretty hectic next few weeks. And then uh, about a month after that, Attica Raceway Attica. Park's in action. So we get action <laughs> the, back the in Dodge, this area. The Snowflakes and Waynesfield, right. with the Bosch uh, right. like the following week. So, uh, Charlie, thank you for coming in tonight. I, I, I love tonight. coming and, and doing this, Scott. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to see how the uh, ARCA series pans out. Damn, how do you remember all those dates? You impressed uh, doing that. <laughs> um, 
So let's play how many real quick, and then we'll right. wrap up the show. Last week's how many was how many times Ron was going to mention where he is tonight. Where is he? Uh, I don't know. There's some little event going on. Yeah, right down the road yeah. here. Uh, last week, he mentioned exactly where he was going to be zero times. Yes. Zero times. Because so, he's not proud of it, probably. So that, I'm sure that's <laughs> it. So Ron picked zero so he's the winner. He's not oh, okay. here to acknowledge right. that. That's kind of cheating. It is kind of cheating. I've done that, though, right. myself. Um, and our online winner, because you can play along online by leaving your guess mm. in the comments of our Facebook Live. And it doesn't have to be live. You can wait. You can be watching this tomorrow. How many times have I itched my nose in this uh, segment? That's not it. That's, that's not it. <laughs> but uh, Dustin Gearhart was a uh, winner uh, last uh, week as well. He, he was our online winner. He guessed zero. Did, and, did, and if does, he gets with Dean Henry, he gets a, a free Big D's pizza from uh, nice. uh, out in Clyde. Nice. Has anybody guessed where Ron is tonight? Um, yeah, last week. <laughs> wow, I'm just I'm like totally blanking. Who did we have on last week? Who did you have on? Oh, we had um, uh, 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 Lima Land. All right. Yeah. Was that last week? I couldn't tell you. I'm totally losing my mind. Sorry, we're getting old, Scott. Yeah, I gotta, it's all right. I got to get out of here. I gotta. <laughs> um, so this week's how many is uh, we're back to some racing. I've been this has been hard to do sure. during the with, off when season. you don't have any race cars yeah. on the racetrack, right? But uh, with the Chili Bowl coming up, this oh, is Chili baby. Bowl related. It is uh, how many races will be run Monday night at the Chili Bowl? Ooh, I bet you I could do a quick count. You probably could f- do some figuring. I, 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 I have no count. idea. I didn't do any research, so I have absolutely no idea so how many. I'm going this to... is heat races, not, not qualifying. Unless right, they so qualify qualifying right doesn't count. But, it's actual but races. It's actual heat races. races, qualifying races would count. B-mains, C-mains, whatever they, they're running uh, on Monday. And that so, includes, you know, everything. I'm. G- can I guess? Yes, yeah, you, you get the first guess. I'm going to say 13. That's it? That's it. I absolutely you have want my absolutely count? no idea. Do you want my count? I'll give it to you. Six heat races. Breakdown? Six heat races. Four qualifiers. C main, B main, A main. I'll go with 14 then. All right. Going with 14. So if uh, you want to guess, play along online. Just leave your guess in the comments of our Facebook live video, which will be uh, still on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Hammerdown Racing Report, uh, as long as you get your guess in before Monday. And uh, if you pick the same number as somebody else, then whoever picked it first gets credit. So, for if, so there you go. no one can beat me on this 13 deal. Well, no, you, we're not eligible for the pizzas. <laughs> That's it. only the online people. All right. So if All you right. go home and put your uh, comment in the... Uh, well, it's too late now. Someone's going to pick 13 just so they can Nobody's done gank me on this pizza, man. That could be. So... That's going to do it for uh, this edition of the Hammer Down Racing Report. Thank you, Charlie Crawl, for coming in, no, filling in for, for Ron, me. and uh, talking some ARCA action. I, Always I, love I doing actually it. actually learned quite a bit. Uh, All right. I was thinking that uh, the three series were totally separate, and we weren't going to see uh, – there wasn't the possibility to see any of the national ARCA guys at Toledo, and I was kind of disappointed I, by I that. I really hope so. I so, really hope we get them all there. It would be great. I hope that works out, too, because if not, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, – yeah, We'll see how it works out. But it, So just – and I know we're wrapping up, but just to, to reiterate here, so there is a, a reason why that is an East Series race and not okay. a, a full-blown national tour. So my boss, Ron Drager, who is the president of ARCA, owns Toledo Speedway. Uh-huh. He wouldn't have this as an E-Series race at his racetrack if he didn't believe in the product. 
So I, I hope that that gives the race fans in this neck of the woods a little added confidence that when they come out, they're going to see the same type of show that they expected. He wouldn't be bringing this here if he thought it was going to be eight cars. Quick question. What is the furthest west the E-Series races? Oh, boy. It, it is... Does, I know they've gone as far west as Iowa in the past. Iowa is now a showdown race. So it's primarily it's, Mississippi River. Right. East. Okay. Right. So it'll be, you know, Bristol, Dover, New Smyrna, Nashville, Berlin, Toledo. I was just wondering how if Toledo was the furthest west. Yeah, I but, think Berlin might be the okay. furthest west that they go this year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next week on the show, I think we're going to have our semi-retired flag guy uh, from Oakshade, <laughs> Matt Swander. I'm really... I've been really busy this week. I had time to work on next week. I want to thank uh, Dave Kemmer for uh, helping out with uh, all the uh, behind-the-scenes production. Thanks, Dave. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. Now, if only he would uh, step up and do that car show down in BG. Right. And, hey, thanks to that guy from Washington, D.C. for jiggering up traffic down here tonight, huh? Yeah, how was that? I've been here all day. So Not bad. It's, could if, be. if you know the one-way street layout oh. down here, you can Easy. negotiate around it. But yeah. well, I'm hoping that getting out of here isn't a problem it, i don't think I hope he's, he's still talking he's still yapping so we, <laughs> you can hear him i can hear across him. The hall. all right good yep i think we're good uh make sure to follow us on twitter at hammer reports like us on facebook that's all i got randy roberts says nashville question mark nashville is on the east series schedule may okay. 2nd there you go. and the and next Dave day you're welcome the next day will be uh usac silver crown any so. double headers coming up for uh for arca in the near future Double headers, as in like uh, the NASCAR thing, uh, with well, the two races in one weekend. Oh, 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 that's what I meant. Yeah, I wish. I actually liked. I could, when I was growing up, it was Flat Rock on Saturday, Toledo on Sunday. I miss those weekends. Will we see Arca back at Flat Rock? Oh, I wish, man. I wish. I wish. I tell Ron all the time. I'm like, you know, it'd be really cool. 400 lap at Flat Rock, and he goes, "You're crazy." <laughs> but come on, let's just try it. Let's just try it. There was Flat Rock. Because this is a Saturday race, isn't it, uh, at Toledo? Yes. For the Arkansas Flat night. Rock Run and Friday night. Uh, I, I really don't know. how. I'd have to look and see how their that schedule works out. out. It's on their they're, website. They are so out. But, so I, I think it's going to be really cool Saturday night deal at, at uh, Toledo when the East Series is here. I, I know Ron's got some other stuff on the card. Um, we, we've already locked down a flyover. A really cool airport. That was really cool last year. It was, I man. It was. I, I couldn't believe it. But I think it's going to be – there will be a <laughs> – Randy, any ARCA jobs opening up? Yeah, who knows? Okay. Is he looking for a flagging talk, job or talk what? To, talk to Charlie. <laughs> give me, give us a call. Okay. Yeah, you never know. But uh, hey, seriously, thanks for having me on. Uh, any, anytime Ron needs to uh, to take a break, uh, I'm always willing to come in here and say, uh, you know what? I'll even do it with Ron's in here. I don't care. Whoa. I don't know. Yeah. Could, even though he I calls could, me stupid on Facebook all the time. Could get a little contentious. Could. I don't know about that. I don't want to have to be a referee. Oh, that's right. Last time you had Kathy. Although the ratings might be Last better. time you had Kathy in here protecting oh, him. Right. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. Tune in live at 7 o'clock and listen to us on demand on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google, or your favorite podcasting platform. We out. You have been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. 
From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, PitPass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.